Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Joining me today is a seasoned lash artist and trainer from the north of England, right up there in Crewe. She's Flutterby Beauty on Instagram. She's Rosie Napper. Rosie, hi. Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm really good actually. I'm feeling quite positive today. Um, so today is a good day. Well, that is good to hear. So I've caught you on a good day. So tell me just a little bit about um, your business and your lash life. Okay, so I did my first course um, in individual lashes back in 2014 when my firstborn was four months old. Um, I needed something, I needed an income. Um, where I was working before wouldn't take me back part time so I had a chat with my mom and I was thinking what am I going to do because um, I've always worked I've worked since I was 13 um, and we used to have our lashes done so we decided that I'd go on a lash course um, and it was really good at the time I thought wow fantastic day I know loads um, Started up my own business, um, working part-time in the evenings around my son. Um, previous to that, years ago, I'd done a nail course. So I kind of brought that in as well. Um, so I was doing lashes and nails part-time in the evenings. Um, and then it kind of grew from there, really. Um, I, did, I just kind of plodded along, really. I didn't. So you started with classic lashes? Yeah. Were you working with loose lashes then or were you on strips? No, so I went straight to strips. I missed the loose, unfortunately, because I don't <laughs> think I would have continued had they I worked with loose lashes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, fortunately, I was straight to strips because um, I, I think I don't think I'd have the patience for, for the loose. <laughs> oh great so um how did that pan out obviously with the four month old that is really hard so you're mummy by day nail artist and lash artist by night did your client base build quite quickly or did you keep it quite low level initially um from what I can remember it was quite fast I would I would be out every evening Monday to Friday and it was just kind of a way of life I, I, I didn't know any different um so it was just it was the norm and then I'd introduce days in as well so my son had to go into childcare. um so yeah it, it built quite quickly and I got quite a good um a good client base because you, back then when I started it was still quite new not loads of people were having it done um so it was quite a luxury for people whereas now people incorporate the lashes with the monthly bills <laughs> yeah it's so mainstream now when I started yeah. well even seven years into it people were still coming to me saying oh is this new and yeah like, it's amazing mm, isn't yeah. it yeah definitely so when did you step it up because you're a trainer now and you've got so, a, yeah a... so it was 2017 I took a volume course 
and I was on an, an hour-ing whether to do it or not and my husband said oh go on just do it and see where it takes you so I did it um, and it wasn't until a few months down the line that I realized how awful my training was and I was trained completely wrong what made you realize that looking at other people's stuff or looking at other you... people's work um, actually on my day of training I wasn't really being taught much because I was on another course with somebody learning individual lashes and somebody learning hair extensions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I actually stood up halfway through, asked for my certificate and left and I got given my accredited certificate. Oh my. <laughs> what Were you supposed to do case studies or? or... No, no, no. So I didn't have case studies back How then. How do you feel about that? Because I mean, oh, that does still shocking. go on today. Yeah, it really, really um, upsets me actually that um, there are trainers still out there not asking for case studies because there is so much to learn. You, can't, you just simply can't do it all in one day. You can't no. do it all in a week. You can't do it all in six months. It's such a journey, um, but people don't understand that it is a journey that you're on. It's I mean, not just an overnight. Sometimes people don't even get to work on a live model, do they? They're just yeah, on a mannequin exactly. Head. I didn't. I was on a mannequin, um, wow. and I was working with um, 0.15 lashes on my volume course. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, oh, my word. So you yeah. decided, therefore, to do more yeah. training? And what was your next step? Yeah, so September, so that was in the May of 2017. September, I went and did some training with Merlin, mm -hmm. um, which completely changed my whole lash game completely. Um, and then I went to did training with Bryony. Um, and it was all quite in a short space of time, I just thought, right, I need to, I need to get this now. Um, and I trained with, who else did I train with? Um, Anastasia Powell, mm -hmm. um, part of Ultimate. Um, and then I started um, doing my workshops. Um, so yeah, it was 2018 that I really upped my game really. So still quite, quite new. I, I kind of say to people, that I've been working on my business since really 2017 because mm -hmm. that's when it really started to work for me and I had I was my whole life was lashes um from so, then so when you um made the decision that you wanted to open your own beauty school um did you get your lashes to a point where you thought, right, yeah, my lashes are pretty perfect now I'm going to be a trainer how did how did that evolve for you so it was it was a bit of a difficult one really because my lashes were still a work in progress i was kind of i was being a sponge for a while you know where you go on all these different training mm -hmm. things and you're absorbing absolutely mm -hmm. all the information that you can and i thought right i need to do something in the lash world to help people because my training was so awful um and i speak to numerous people daily and their training was so awful I thought right what can I do to help people actually do well in this industry um, so it was January 2018 I signed up and did my um, AUT level three diploma um, 
and then I spent eight months writing my courses. <laughs> it took me ages. Um, some people do it really quickly. And who are you um, with? Are you with the Guild or who did you go through? ABT. Oh, ABT I went through, yeah. So I wrote all my courses um, and then got them accredited and rolled them out just before I had my third child. Oh, Rosie. Um, in August, August 2018 was my first course and I went off on maternity in September 2018 and had my third baby. (laughs) So you were marking their case studies whilst you were breastfeeding? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And how's that gone for you? It's Honestly, I said to my husband, if I can train one person within the first six months, I'll be really pleased um, because obviously nobody knows me. I'm just little old me in my cabin at home. <laughs> um, it was just a bit of if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I had nothing to lose. Um, so I just went for it. And the I can't believe how many people I've trained um, and how many people I've actually had through my doors. It's been absolutely amazing. How exciting. But what do you think then to people that are starting out as trainers out there? What is your secret? Um, Passion. Passion and drive. If people think they're going to earn loads of money from training, think again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the actual man hours that you have to put into each and every student we're probably working less than minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, it's all As the case all studies, isn't it? It's the feedback and everything. I mean, yeah, the thing absolutely. that you do get is job satisfaction, though, isn't it? If you broke it down oh, to hourly, hmm, you'd yeah, probably definitely. give up. If you, you'd give up if you broke it down to an hourly rate, probably. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And are you solo? Do you have any girls working with you? Nope, I'm 100% on my own. Um, and with what's going on in the world at the minute, I'm so thankful that I've only mm. got myself to worry about and, and not a team of girls because yes. it's heartbreaking enough for my own business, let alone having to deal with anybody else and, Absolutely. and their situation. Well, we'll come on to that in a minute, but just to add a bit of background colour and taking you back to the beginning... Where what was life like for you growing up? Um, we had a really happy house. I'm one of four girls. I'm the youngest of four. Um, mum and dad. My mum worked in a local um, high school. My dad was in the Cheshire Police Force. Um, so we were quite well known in the area. Um, still are because my mum knows absolutely everybody in Nantwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've we've been brought up in a very close knit family. We were really close to our cousins, um, and it's always been a really happy, happy family life. We've been very fortunate um, in mum and dad's jobs that we were able to travel and go on holidays. Um, nice and stable. Yes, yeah, up until later on when mm-hmm. my parents unfortunately separated mm. um but we were older then so we'd what age had, were you then um gosh 20 
trying to think how many years ago. It was nine years ago. So I was probably about 26, 27. And I mean, just, just because you were older, it doesn't mean that it pulls the rug from under your feet any less. How did that feel? Oh gosh, no. It's um, obviously when you're younger, you're protected from everything. But when you're older and you're, you're an adult, your parents see you as an adult and you're, you're slightly more involved in and mm. things that you wouldn't be mm. had you been five or six. Um, so, yeah, it was really difficult, um, really difficult. But because I'm so close to all my sisters and mm. we kind of just pulled, pulled it all together and, and you just get through it. Yeah. Are you all friends now? Do your parents speak? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, but, uh... We'll move on from that then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what were your school days like? Were you a rebel or were you a, a rule player? Um, I was quite good, really. My sister, well, my eldest sister, she was really naughty. <laughs> um, Define so naughty. Truanting <laughs> um, from school, she'd be smoking behind the bike sheds. Um, she'd quite often get a call from mum at home during school hours to say, get back to school. Um, because stupidly, she'd answer the phone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was quite good but then I found my parents were a bit more lenient with me because they'd had it all with the older three I just kind of yeah. I went to school I never truanted and I did obviously mum was a teacher mum taught me some lessons right. um, at school um so yeah I was, I was good I, I, I'm not massively academic I have to really had to really work at school um but yeah on the whole I was I was pretty good and did you have any major ambitions at that point? Do you know what? I didn't. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Um, I went to college just because that's what everybody did. Mm -hmm. um, I was very sporty. Um, and I, I didn't have a clue. Um, I work, obviously worked in beauty doing nails and stuff. Um, but it was when I was 18, I went to a clairvoyant. I don't know if you're interested Ooh. in things like that, but I absolutely yes, love things like that. And she sat there and quite a lot had happened in my life um, at the age of 18. So that's why I wanted to go and see her. And anyway, along with everything else, she said, um, she said, oh, by the time you're um, in, in your late 20s, she said, you're going to have your own business. She said, you'll never work for yourself because um, you, you need to be, you'll never work for anybody else. Mm -hmm. You need to um, be working for yourself. And I was thinking, what am I going to do? <laughs> like working for myself. And, and it wasn't until, because I always keep my notes from everyone that I go and see. It wasn't until a few years ago, that I was like, oh my gosh. At the age of 28, I set up my own business and I was working for myself. Have you, um, have you seen many clairvoyants? Is this something yeah, you like I've to do? Quite, yeah, I've seen quite a few. Um, I like to go yearly, mm -hmm. but it's finding somebody good um, to go and see. So I've not had one for a couple of years, um, but my last one was quite accurate as well. My auntie is one of the leading clairvoyants in no. the UK. Yeah. 
Oh you'll, my god! You'll have to go and see her. She's in London, but she teaches and everything at the psychic center and things. So yeah, I'm oh very interested god. in all of that. Oh wow, I am. Does she do online? I think she does telephone. Telephone um, reading. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, you have to give me a contact detail. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. So you didn't have any major ambitions, but you sort of pursued your beauty career. You had no other jobs prior to the beauty stuff? I worked, because um, I went to uni as well. Um, I worked in um, a company, a local company, um, in a customer service role, um, providing um, products to the hotel and hospitality industry. And I worked there on and off for years in between uni. So I went to uni and worked there part-time. Um, and then I left completely to go to uni down in Southampton. Um, and then after Southampton, I came back and worked there again. That was um, a long way from home, Southampton. You pretty much couldn't get any further. Yeah, no, no, I couldn't. Um, I thought if I was going to do it, I was going to do it properly. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I love the South. Um, so yeah, it's I've had a bit of bit of travelling every now and again. So, <laughs> and tell me about your family now. Are you married? So I'm married. I got married in 2015. Um, my husband, obviously, we live next door to his mum and dad. We're attached oh, to his mum and dad. Um, so he has been brought up in the house obviously next door um so yeah he works full-time he's a chartered accountant um so he's very busy in the weeks um he does help out a lot with the children where he can fortunately um but i'm obviously their main their main carer um one at school and two at nursery so wow and how old is your oldest um, Laurie is six, um, Nelly is three, and Rupert is one. Oh, you really have got your hands <laughs> full. Now, obviously, everything we have known up until this point has been kind of put on hold with the whole COVID-19. How are you feeling about this right now? Um, oh, this is a difficult one. It's so hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, I work to keep myself busy for my mental health um, so all of a sudden one day I was working to the next day bam you have to close um, all appointments cancelled all training cancelled it was really hard it took me up I think I cried for about two days <laughs> yeah um, it, it, it's like losing someone isn't it it's like losing a limb. I was, my lashing is my life now. Obviously, I've got my children, but it's my focus and it keeps me working, makes me a better parent, if you know what I mean. Because absolutely, I've, I've, got, um, I've got the focus of lashing and it just helps me, helps me tick. It just mm. keeps me going. And you now... You mentioned mental health. Is that something that you've had issues with? 
Um, yes. So I, oh gosh, when was it? When I was at uni in Southampton, I was in an abusive relationship, mm. hence the move back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, I took a bit of a, a tumble um, and I was, I was on antidepressants for oh, quite some years. I came off them in 2014. Um, so yeah, I was on them for quite some time and I haven't mm-hmm. been on them since um, because I can just, because I'm in a happy house now and I'm, my husband adores me and I've got the children, I've got my business. Like to me, my life is, is pretty perfect. Mm. Like, um, so yeah, I'm not in anything now, but I do have to work at it. I have to keep fit. I have to keep busy, um, in order to me, in order for me to like help my, my mental health. I mean, um, mental health is just, you know, thankfully there is so much more awareness about it now, but I'm sure that your story really resonates with many girls out there. How, are you worried about yourself at this time? Are you, are you worried you're going to backslide? No, not at all. Um, obviously, I have had days where I've just thought, oh, gosh, like, what, what do I need to get up for today? But I've got the three children the one-year-old probably helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They need me, so I have to. I have to be there. I have to get up in the morning, and I have to be active. I have to be present. Um, so, as much as it's really testing me right now, um, fortunately, I have a get up and go. Mm. Otherwise, I, I, yeah, I could probably see myself just mm. doing absolutely nothing and wallowing in self-pity until I was able to open my lash salon again. <laughs> Do you have a plan to keep yourself occupied during this time? Other um, than the children? Yeah, obviously I'm doing a bit of homeschooling with the eldest, mm. um, which isn't going amazingly well, to be fair. <laughs> How is um, that? What tactic are you awful. taking? It's just awful. Um, but I have spoken to a few people and they've basically said that they're doing about an hour a day of actual work. Because um, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do a nine till three structured mm. day, mm. which obviously with a six-year-old is quite hard. Um, so, yeah, I've just completely relaxed my approach now. As long as he does a bit of reading um, and a bit of writing and spellings and maths, then he's happy. He like. He, the, they're out in the garden a lot. My children are quite active. They like to, like Rupert this morning at eight o'clock, had his wellies and his coats on over his sleep suit and was out in the garden. <laughs> I've seen pictures so. of him on Instagram. He yeah. is so cute. I know, bless him. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. do, they, do they have any awareness of what's going on? Obviously, the six-year-old will have been talked to at school probably, but is there an awareness there or is it just life as normal? Yeah, to be honest, I've been quite open with them about it. And I have, they've been asking to go to the park and, to see their cousins and see their friends. And obviously we can't do any of that. So I actually showed them um, Boris's clip Mm -hmm. um, the other night that basically said, you have to stay at home. Um, They're very aware of the coronavirus, that it's making people poorly and that's why we need to stay at home. Um, So yeah, obviously I've not told them Mm. at the extent of what's happening Mm -hmm. in the world, 
but yeah they are they're, they're fully aware as to, to what's going on which to me is important because I don't want them to think well why is mummy not letting me go to the park and why why is mummy not letting me see my cousins and and so I thought it was important for me to explain a bit about what was um what was going on and and they live next door to their grandparents are they considered in a separate a separate household or are you kind of self-isolating together are you able to see them um we are a separate household um so we will see them over the fence in the garden oh, um, the fence what yeah a winner. Got, yeah and i dropped some supplies off to their doorstep uh, doorstep yesterday um so yeah so it, it's no different for them really they still see the grandchildren over the fence so it's nice for them <laughs> are, th- are they worried um, to be honest, I've not really spoken to them about it. Um, I think when it's close to home, that's when it really hits you, doesn't it? Like a couple of people I know have, have been really quite poorly with the virus. Really? Yeah. And that's when it hits you. I think if you're away from the situation, you're just hearing bits on the news, you can take bits and, and leave it. Um, mm-hmm. But when it's a bit closer to home, that's when you start to worry, I think. So was this friends of yours or relatives? Yeah, and the next door but one um, to me at home. Um, she's been really, really poor. Like An elderly um, lady? or No, she's in her 40s. Right. In her 40s. Um, so completely fit and well. Um, she does have asthma. Mm. Um, but yeah, generally, completely fit and well, which is just... How is she now? Um she what day are we on now it's saturday so she's been poorly since wednesday i haven't spoken to her this morning but i spoke to her yesterday um because i did a doorstep delivery to her as well (laughs) um and she was feeling better still not 100 percent. still struggling to breathe um she couldn't talk much so she did Um, get the lung thing as well yeah yeah but she was hoping to go out in the garden yesterday for a little bit um, but yeah, she's really struggled. But you think she's over the worst of it? Yeah, absolutely over the worst of it. Her worst day was Wednesday. What, the um, first day? Call, yeah, when she had to call an ambulance. Mm. Um, previous to that, she, she had been coughing. I see. But she just, she just thought, oh, like not really thought much of it. Uh, but Wednesday was her worst day where she had to call an ambulance. Oh, it is scary when it starts to creep nearer to, yeah. to your home. And I think that is what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Um, and that's why I really wanted to do this series to see how it kind of did creep into our lives and how we were yeah. all going to cope with it, because it is going to affect us all, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It, it really will affect. I think um, everyone was a bit naive initially. Mm. Um, I, I was. I never in a million years thought that we'd be on lockdown and and wouldn't be able to leave the house. It's just so bizarre, isn't it? It feels like you're in a really crap movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and it's never ending. My dreams at the minute are awful. Like I'm Mm. trapped in places and I can't get out. And it's really, it's really weird. Every night I'm having a dream. Do you know what? I had a dream the other night that Diana adorned beauty. Yeah. Was, tra- was training me yeah. um, in a hotel um, but we were down hundreds and hundreds of steps in like this cellar thing and I couldn't get out oh. of it 
crazy. <laughs> that is dark. But did you pick up any good tips? Well, in yeah, she was absolutely amazing. So I'd obviously been thinking about the training. In but we September. can't do. Yeah. Oh, it's September. It's September, so we might be all right. Oh, I really hope so. <laughs> oh man, I know. Now, now, obviously, there are a lot of really down lash artists out there probably your students included I'm sure they've been in touch with you to say what on earth what on earth are we to do what would be your advice to lash artists out there who really just don't know what to do with themselves and don't know how to protect their businesses what what would you say to them I would say use this time wisely do some online mentoring do some online courses obviously if you're um, volume trained practice those fans do not drop your tweezers do not leave them just keep on going because it's so easy to lose your skill um i've been making lashes up um to lash my husband um, <laughs> i've entered the lash social competition I need to I need to put my entry in and I can't imagine we're going to be out of lockdown. So which category is this? Volume. Right. You see, foolishly, I've got um, the fantasy entry, which I haven't done, and it's very specific. And my model obviously can't come. So this is the problem with all of these competitions. There's loads yeah, that I still have to do. And I don't know. And my kids are too young, I think, to to put them in into a lash competition I think it has to be sort of 16 minimum maybe yeah, even 18 definitely. so summer 18 yeah it's really hard what would I you know, th- really what, what are we to do I think I'm sure I've heard that you can maybe transfer your um so if you're in fantasy you could maybe um change it to volume and lash your husband <laughs> I do you think know. I could lash my cat, maybe? That would... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, or, yeah so... or a teddy. Emma Smith's yeah, doing the do, Lash yeah, Your Emma Teddy Smith's competition, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You could do that. Um, but yeah, I think um, ju- just to everybody, just to keep going, talk to people, talk to people every single day, um, whatever mood you're in, like, just just keep going and and keep a focus take each day as it comes um i've been posting various family things on my um, instagram and i've had messages from people saying that it's really cheered them up um just because my life is completely chaotic um but it's things like that that do cheer people Mm. up and and yeah just keep keep practicing those lashes don't put your tweezers down do you plan to still post sort of lash tips and lash hacks at the minute, no, no. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm still in this surreal bubble that mm. I can't really get out of at the minute. Mm. Um, but I think maybe as time goes on, I might, um, depending on how long we're obviously in lockdown for. But obviously, with having the three children at home constantly during the day, I don't generally get much downtime. It's only when they've gone to bed. Because usually they're in childcare, mm-hmm. um, so I don't don't have much time still to to do practical things. Yeah, 
um, until the evening when they're in bed. And then you're just too tired and it's time yeah. for Netflix and a glass <laughs> yeah, of wine. Exactly. I know because Coronation Street's even been stopped. <laughs> it's an outrage. Oh, honestly, it wasn't on last night. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> My mum's in a, it ha- having some kind of meltdown because there's no EastEnders, there's no Corrie, there's no, no City. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely awful. <laughs> I mean, you can understand why, can't you? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Gosh, I, um, I did wonder what would happen with the soaps. Um, but they have, they've just reduced their um, things, haven't they? So they've gone yeah. down to like two a week or something yeah. to see us through to the summer. Or... But uh, Philip and Holly are still on the sofa. They're quite far apart, but they're still on the sofa. Yeah, they are. Apparently, they've been classed as essential workers. Wow. Yep. I saw the other day um, because they are providing news and information to the nation. That is so weird, the whole news thing, because I'm a big listener of LBC. And I was thinking there really isn't any other news, is there? Because the world (laughs) has stopped other than being driven by this virus. Yeah. Yeah. There's no news everywhere you go. It's new stats um on how many people have been diagnosed with it considering they're not even testing everybody Mm. Um, i wish they i wish we could get those tests don't you to see whether you've had it or not yeah that should be being rolled out soon though Mm. and i'm not sure how how it'll work whether you have to buy them Mm. or um, because they're saying aren't they once you've had it you won't get it again. There, I mean, there are anomalies with every virus, I think, and that there may be yeah. a few cases where you can get it again. But, well, they thought you couldn't get chickenpox again, and now you definitely can. Well, so. yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, hopefully they'll have something soon. Um, and because I'll buy loads. <laughs> yeah, I want to know, because then you can actually yeah, be I useful. And, and in theory, if your client has had it and you have had it and your household yeah. has had it you could in theory lash them couldn't you yeah exactly i mean i don't know you had proof <laughs> yeah this will all come out i suppose so yeah. rosie what three things have you done today i've been asking everyone what three things have you done today that you can pat yourself on the back for gosh what three things have i done um it's still quite early to be fair so you could include yesterday what did I do yesterday so yesterday I did my um doorstep deliveries for the vulnerable yes um I did some um admin for my business um and just got through the day, made it. <laughs> yes. Made it. Uh, I can't think, to be honest, at the minute, I can't remember what I did five minutes ago. <laughs> it's so, um, such a weird world. Because um, I went to the supermarket yesterday, actually, and I queued up to get into the supermarket. Mm-hmm. And I had my gloves on. Mm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's just weird. I just um, it's horrible it's really horrid it's really horrid but you don't realize what's going on until you obviously watch the news or go to the supermarket um but yeah it's 
it's hard yeah. and also trying to support local businesses i picked up mm. a massive fruit and veg box for my brother-in-law's business yesterday um so i'm trying to support support locally and um, where i can just to keep all these businesses going because who knows what's going to happen in two three four months time do you think there'll be a bounce for us lash artists I'm hoping so. Um, obviously, if your clients have still got their jobs, then mm. everything will, will be as normal. Um, but then you have to think, are people now going to be wanting to train to have, to, to have an extra income to maybe mm -hmm. save some money in case we have a pandemic again? I think everybody's lives will change a lot. I think they will think about things a lot differently. Um, I think it's going to be weird for a while. I think mm. 2020 is going to be a very strange year, even when we're out of it. So you don't think we will ever be the same again, really? I don't, th I don't know how we can be. Mm. I, I really don't. I, but then I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously, this is all in my head at the minute. Mm. I don't see how we can just go back to normal. I'm thinking like, I went to the supermarket yesterday and I came home and I had a shower because I felt dirty. Yeah. I I've never had a shower. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a shower after leaving a supermarket. I thought you can say you've just never had a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think hopefully people might be a bit cleaner. <laughs> and they might just start thinking about things a lot differently and I don't know in what way do you um, think we'll get back to hugging I don't know it's <laughs> at the so minute I, could, I know at the minute I'd, I'd say no mm. um, I think it's going to take a long time for people to to trust somebody else to hug them yeah, gosh, that is just so depressing, Rosie. Which is really sad, I know. It, it's really sad. Um, but I think it depends how, how long this goes on for. Well, do you know what? I'm going to run some kind of hugathon when we're out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I will. That, yeah, absolutely. You definitely will. <laughs> Rosie, oh, it has been amazing to speak to you today. Thank you for your candor and your honesty. I wish you lots of luck over the next couple of weeks and hopefully you won't be touched by COVID-19 any more than you have already. And I would very much like to speak to you in a couple of weeks and catch up with how you're feeling and what you've been doing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. You're um, welcome. I'm quite a a minion in the lash world um so it was uh, an honor for me to take part in it so thank you representing the north thank you very much rosie napper ah uh, thanks joe 19.